I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. Hey everyone, thank you so much for coming back for this extended interview with Shoshana where she's going to share how you can save while you're traveling as a freelancer. Hey, how are you? Thanks so much for coming back with us. Yeah, thank you. I love this topic. (laughs) Before we get to your amazing tips and tricks, can you tell us a little bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life? Yeah, definitely. For me, freedom, flexibility, and travel are high in my priority list. And I think that thinking about your life and what's important to you and kind of reverse engineering from there is one of the best ways to live. So I decided that I wanted to try to create a new opportunity for myself, even though I had no experience in writing. Um, I wanted to go become a yoga teacher um, and try out this digital nomad thing. And the universe really rolled out the red carpet in the beginning and it surprised me how well it worked and there's been ups and downs and highs and lows and all the in-between but five years later I definitely wouldn't go back to the corporate world that I was in my consulting job so very grateful for this opportunity and you know always love connecting with people who are also living an offbeat life so I'm so stoked to be on here. (laughs) And it's amazing what can happen once you finally take that leap and you do it, right? There's so many things that you didn't know you were capable of until you put yourself in these uncomfortable situations. And you were able to do that. And for our initial interview, you talked a little bit about it. We touched up on it, but not um, too much how you actually left New York. You're a consultant. You saved $3,000. You had three grand in your pocket and you were able to save these last few years and you exploded that savings and you actually saved what a hundred thousand dollars and you were doing that as a freelancer so that is amazing thank you yeah it's one of those things that I think a lot of people don't like to talk about right especially like in some of the worlds I work in like yoga and spirituality people are like oh money but really shifting your money mindset towards I'm going to have a good relationship with money and I'm going to invest and I'm going to make my money work for me is something that's really important. I'm so grateful for my business background, my economics background and my first freelance gig, which was working for Investopedia. I was, they were actually my longest job. So I just stopped with them a few months ago as I step into my other stuff, but I'm so grateful for that job because as I was traveling and teaching yoga behind the scenes, I was writing articles about business trends and certain like, you know, stocks and consumer and tech companies. And I was realizing, oh, I should start investing. So I 
you know, I didn't like make a hundred thousand off of Bitcoin, <laughs> but I did make like, you know, I was like, okay, I can take a little bet on Bitcoin and made like $5,000 on Bitcoin, which is kind of a speculative investment. So I wouldn't say do speculative investing, but I would say like take advantage of the apps like Robinhood or Wealthfront apps that will take hundred dollars from your bank account every week, every month, however much you want. And they'll put it into a fund that's basically already diversified for you. So you really don't have to do anything. You just, you know, answer some questions so they know your risk profile. But I'd say that's a really good tip. And that actually helped me grow my savings a lot by putting a lot into the market, which of course it don't look at it every day. It'll make your stomach drop sometimes. But as long as you There there are so many free resources out there. I actually used to write for a website called The Smart Wallet. And I wrote an article called What is Microinvesting and How to Start? And that's a great place to start. Like, look up some microinvesting apps. And that's a great way to put your money to work. You can start them with $5. Like, it's that's definitely a hack that I think a lot of people don't know. And I get like kind of nerdy about finance, which people would find very surprising <laughs> about me. Like, literally, I think that's like a big hidden fact about me because I'm like, I love that all these tools are democratizing access to these products and services that once only super high net worth wealthy individuals had. And so now that anyone can use them, I think we should really take advantage of them. That's my whole spiel on that. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's it looks can be deceiving because people look at you. They don't normally think of a yoga instructor as someone who's also financially savvy. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny. I remember like when I used to be doing the Investopedia stuff a lot, like I'd meet someone in the airport and I'm wearing my like my elephant pants and my India like scarf and they're just like oh yeah you know I work in New York do finance like what do you do asking me and I'm like yeah I I write about business and I write for Investopedia and they're like oh what (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry (laughs) and I think that's that's also part of what I try to tell people too is like yes I'm shifting away from that and I I don't write about that stuff that anymore but you know, it wasn't this quick transition from me working this job I hated to leading retreats around the world and, you know, having a coaching program. It was kind of like, all right, how do I niche down to something that like might actually still be interesting to me, but I don't have to go to an office and, and not be excited about waking up every day. I can wake up wherever I want, but maybe I'm not going to love the two hours that I spend writing about you know, whatever I'm assigned that day. And I actually found it still kind of nice, but yeah, knowing that it's, it's not always going to be a swift transition and to be okay with that. And actually I love um, the book, big magic, Elizabeth Gilbert. She's amazing. She talks about how she didn't quit her job until she was like four books in until eat, pray, love was like already a success. And she's (laughs) like, this idea of a starving artist is not sexy. Like get that out of your mind because you're going to end up hating your passion project if you put your fin- the financial stress on it. Like have something else that, you know, kind of feeds you so that 
your work is like this fun romantic relationship and you you will make time for it if you love it <laughs> i always have to say that too is you know you're completely right there's so many creatives out there that feel like they're selling out or you know it's not supposed to be like this it's not about the money i'm like yeah it isn't about the money but if you don't have that then you're always going to stay in that position and that's why like you said it's so important to create income first with it before you leave something that you don't like because at the end of the day if you don't create income from it or anything then you're going to go back to what you hate in the long run so I love that insight that you just gave us yeah and you know there's so many different ways to do it as well like maybe you don't have to google freelance writing jobs but you can (laughs) work with your current employer and say like hey I want to try working remote one day a week anyone who's I know a lot of people probably have read four hour work week, but like negotiating working remotely and then maybe taking that down to part time. And so there are many different avenues to go about that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, aside from investing, I know you use Robinhood. I've actually used Robinhood and it is really easy. It's like investing for dummies, right? Mm-hmm. You don't really need to learn the market that well and the app kind of does it for you. So with that, have you ever done any, I mean, what else have you done in order to take that money and make it go far and actually work for you? Let's see. I don't really spend money on things that aren't like experiences. And I think that that's like a, I treat myself once in a while and I do it a lot more now, (laughs) but I think having that conversation with like we talked, we, we talked about values. Like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Am I doing it for that short-term fix of external validation of thinking that people are going to like me because of this, or thinking that I look like a certain way and kind of that short fix, or am I doing it because like, this is what I want out of my life. I want to go on this, you know, who knows, safari or whatever you want to do. Or is it like, I want to buy these nice brands because I think that that's something has to that has to do with like my level of success or how people are going to view me. And so I don't think I bought into that. I actually shied away from it a ton. Um, and that helped me just like budget. Like I remember being like, what are people spending their money on? Like I'm making a couple thousand dollars a month and I'm good. Um, and I think it's just because I trained myself not to spend money on things I didn't need. Um, and that, that, I found people who are in the rat race and kind of waiting for the two year mark until they get a promotion that they don't actually have more money. They actually just end up buying the semi nicer clothes and the semi nicer, who knows, like cutlery and the semi bigger apartment. And so they're never actually more financially free than they are. They're actually more trapped into their job because all the systems around them make it so that they need that income. So yeah, just not tying yourself to um, as many recurring like bills as you can. Um, if you need a car, like buy his car, buy his bike. I love my used bike. <laughs> so little things like that. Yeah, I think once you start, you know, really living for other people and keeping up with the Joneses type of lifestyle, you definitely, even if you had $100,000, you end up with nothing very, very fast because it's just not going to work that way. And 
you have to live a life that will, you know, allow you to not only enjoy it, but also make it more sustainable for yourself as well. And I think that's really hard for, for a lot of us. Yeah, definitely. Now, when you are actually doing your investments, are there anything that really helped you um, figure out where you needed to go in terms of that? Because that is a really hard topic for most people. I mean, apps like Robinhood is really great, but you also still kind of have to choose where you need to put your money in and also how much right you're investing. I mean, how did you get from just a few thousand dollars and then getting that to a few thousand dollars more and making sure that you're keeping up with that and it's not being lost because that is, you know, it's, it's stock market. You, you could pretty much lose a lot of it. Yeah, you could. And so I think like, you know, diversifying it into, so you have a robo advisor. It's, it's not like you're picking your own stocks. It's like, it's investing in a portfolio of exchange traded funds or ETFs. So that's basically like, say you put a bunch of different companies and their stocks into like a basket and you melt it all together and then cut up into pieces. So you're really like lowering your risk. And of course, if there's a big market crash, like it'll go down, but if you're, you have a long horizon, it'll just go up in in 10 years. So, um, being, I guess if you're like in the, in the long game, then just not worrying so much about that. Um, and then for the short term, I'd say like you can, you can invest, you can put your money in a high yield savings account a lot of people don't know that as well a lot of like wealth front whatever they'll have savings account that are like two percent and you know that's compounding interest and it's a lot more than like point zero something that a lot of banks will give you so i'd say like like we said google is your best friend (laughs) and um talk to people like ask for help don't be irked by the topic because it's just a reality and like you said like your ideas around something are a self-fulfilling prophecy. So the more you can heal that relationship with it, really abundance will come your way because like whatever energy that you put out is what you attract. So yeah, understanding where your blockages are surrounding money and surrounding like you thinking that you are safe and financially stable and working on that story, rewriting that narrative and yeah, it's, it can feel overwhelming, but there's so many tools out there. And even if you, you don't feel comfortable, you know, investing in the stock market, investing in a robo advisor, it really is just the power of automated savings. Like I know we're millennials and we want to do as little (laughs) as we want to automate everything. So it's like automate it a hundred, 500, put it away somewhere you can't see it. And before you know it, you have like, you know, you have a savings. So that's, that's really nice as well. Like I don't think of it as something that you can use. Like I always think of it as something that's like separate. And then what's in my account right now is like what I can use. So that's, that's a good budgeting tip. <laughs> so funny. I'm like, don't talk about this stuff to people, but besides like people ask me about it. Cause you know, you really have to like, if you're in the space, you want to learn about it. Then yeah, it's, it's important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it seems like it's really overwhelming, but I think once you dig into it, it's and just take a little piece at a time. It's not going to be right. Exactly. And you get to choose like everything is in your power. And like we said, coming back to that worth, like you are not your bank account. (laughs) Rewriting that story like you have 
built up skills and you're valuable and like your work is worth something. And I think a lot of people get wrapped up and like, okay, well, my savings account is so important. It's like, well, it matters, like, I guess how much you have, but what matters more is like how much you're working on yourself so that you have a high value product and service. So your experience is really worthwhile. And I think when people take a big leap of faith and they don't have, say, a big savings account, they undervalue their education, their expertise, their work experience. And I'm like, you're going to be good. Like, you are so employable. Like, yeah, live on a budget if you, you know, or work remotely or whatever it is. But like, don't be afraid because you can go back to something. And I think what's what people undervalue is investing in themselves so that you are the most valuable asset. Yeah, that is so true. I mean, there's always going to be jobs out there. It's never something that is irreversible. You know, that's very rare. Thank you so much for giving us all of these tips. They were so helpful. If our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? Thank you so much, Debbie. They can find me on on Instagram. It's Shoshana underscore Raven. That's also my website, ShoshanaRaven.com. And my podcast, Living Brave, which I hope you'll be a guest on one of these days. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And yes, I would love to be a guest on your show. And I really love speaking with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Shoshana. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview where she shares how to be a nomadic yoga teacher and earn more while you're traveling. Hey listeners, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Lucky for you, I have created a new site that will help you learn how to launch, grow, and monetize your own show. I offer one-on-one mentorship programs and I'm launching an ebook, How to Create a Profitable Podcast, that can help you take your podcast from hobby to profitable business. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com to learn more. Again, that's howtocreatepodcast.com. See you there. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Live. I'll talk to you soon.